Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man for 22 minutes to 25 minutes of this little podcast. I am your man, man, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. You can find me on Spotify or you can find me on Apple Podcasts. And there's other podcast shows, I mean, broadcasters out there that I go through, Buzzsprout.com. If you're ever interested in starting a podcast, I would start doing that. Uh, Let's see here, folks. I guess, as most of you know, that I am a person alive and able-bodied or non-able-bodied person. I I work 40 hours a week. Uh, I work every other weekend. I work at a hospital or a, a rehab center. And... And it came to my attention, and I'm going to say this about three months ago, and uh, let's start from there. So three months ago, I have a co-worker of mine who uh, refuses to put in notes on a certain floor, and those notes help the people that are working the second shift or the people that are who have that day off know what is a particular patient needs or doesn't want. And uh, coming to find out, the aides at the hospital decided to ask me a couple questions about a patient and move, and, uh, and the notes weren't taken correctly. So instead of uh, punishing, or not really punishing, but give out good criticism to the employee who made a mistake, they blamed it on me, and and it went all and, and it went to HR, and HR had a fit with me, and HR was trying to see my side of the story, but it didn't really go anywhere. So, so about three months later, today. I come to find out my schedule changed, and my schedules never change. And what I mean by that, that that is that for the last six months, I've had Mondays off from the every weekend that I work at. And instead of just telling your employees, your good employees or your favorite employees, or just giving your employees a good feedback and say, hey, I've changed your schedule a little bit. You want you you might want to look at it. Uh, it's not a big deal. Hopefully, it's not a big deal, but hopefully, we can work with that. But instead, in back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. I have this person who wants to change my schedule, and if this person feels like she can move on without me, and starts hiring new people then that means that my job is in jeopardy and what managers have done in the past with people like me is that if I wasn't going fast enough or if I wasn't really a a person who rubs elbows or kiss butt or kiss ass to the managers who are in charge, they would slowly but 
surely reduce my hours or change my schedules and they would start to do this fiasco moment where they would start writing people up and start writing me up and it's just it's a really weird way of saying it but it's basically managers are willing to sacrifice good workers for the sake of their happiness and what I mean by their happiness is that is that if they don't have to if, if they don't have to respect you, they won't. If they feel like you are a nuisance in their presence because you won't pick up extra hours or OT, you won't stay longer because the rest of the crew shows up late or the rest of the crew ends up ends up not showing up to work at all. And this is kind of a, the cycle that I get where I have managers who know I'm a good worker, who know I'm really self-sufficient, but you know what? It really bugs them that I did not pick up extra hours. I did not pick up hours that need to be picked up. And, I, and with a schedule... This Monday is supposed to be my day off. And I sleep in till A and you know, I take a shower and I eat my breakfast and I'm starting to do my day off routine. It's like I look through the internet, I start to look at politics and who's running for the state of Michigan and uh, for Congress or the governor and I get this text. And this text is my manager or my the lead manager of the place say, Hey, we missed you at work, blah blah blah, you're supposed to be in, blah blah blah. Come to find out. I'm supposed to be there. So this is my story of managers not looking out for their best employees. If I show up to work every single day, never late, uh I never call in sick. Uh, if I do, I, I will call in sick for 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 reasons not to get other employees or patients sick. And I kind of, you know, it just bugs me, man. It just really bugs me. I just, it just bugged me for the first hour that I was there. I didn't even get to take breaks. I didn't get, I didn't get lunch. It was me from... 9.45 in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I did just as much or more work within five hours than eight hours that I was there. And, and I won't be surprised that, that if I get run up or they telling me, that, well, you got too many points points for things that I didn't realize I had points for and they'll just say well we gotta let you go and it's really crummy about that I just I just feel like it's really really not cool for managers to to not tell their employees of the schedule change yes I see the schedule on the board but you know that if someone has the same schedule 
for the last six months. Do it. Do it. Respect your employees and just tell them, hey, I I changed your schedule a little bit. I I I hope you didn't have plans or some someone so forth. Something happened. Just let me know. But nope. So. And I want to tell people that if I was an able-bodied person, I would have just left a place. I would just leave, and I would go find a better job with two hands, and I would be able to work my with two hands, but I can't. So for disabled people, it can get really, really in a tight spot because... If your managers don't like you and they let you go and then you try to find a new job, but you have to make sure that you're able to do that job to the to the best of the ability of what the company's expectations is. So remember that. And people with disabilities, we are mostly the most loyal people in the company because we really don't have places to go. I mean, we just not, I mean, we're just having one hand. It is very difficult to do a two-man, a two-hand job and uh, work with two hands. And, And it's very frustrating to know that I go to work every day on time and then I have this kind of shenanigans happen, and someone just kind of like, oh, we changed the schedule. Uh, maybe next time, right? And uh, remember that. So for all those people out there who don't believe in abortion, remember, remember this. Someday, if your child, if your child is disabled, completely disabled, and he or she is hardly able to use his, their limbs or their motor skills to do a job properly. You have to understand that someday there's going to be someone who's going to fire your child for being five minutes late or for not being able to do their job correctly or not, just the fact they're not fast enough. If you're not fast enough, and they hire you for a certain amount of pieces to be moved within a certain amount of hours, a certain amount of minutes and hours, they can let you go. That's what happened to me at Roy Plastics, Roy, Roy Technology Plastics in Hudsonville. I was there. I was there on time. I had to move. I had to work on four different machines. And... And I had to check all these little pieces of, of plastic. And in order to do that type of job correctly, you have to use two hands and you have to have a really good eye-hand coordination. So all those people out there who have kids who are disabled and their kid is not an IQ of 120 or above or or their kid is not some genius of a prodigy child, you're going to have to really realize that someday, someday you're going to have to think about 
What do I do with my child? Where does he work? Where is where's this money going to come from so that he can live in adult foster care? Or a group home? Where's this money going to come from? Where is where is the help that I'm going to need to raise a child in their 20s and 30s? By the time the child's in his 20s and 30s, you are going to be in your 40s and 50s. And then one day, the one day you're going to be too old to take care of your child. And then you have to give them to, then, then you have to sign them off to the city of, of the county or the city or the state or where that child, where you and that child live. So it becomes a property of the state. So remember this, folks. If you do have disabled children and you do not choose if you did not choose an abortion and if you do not choose to if you did not choose to use contraceptives then then the ball really falls on your court. You're going to have to be responsible for the rest of your life. There won't be that day where your child turns 22 and 23 and then you finally see your child mature you finally see your child mature to the most best ability that you can see one of your kids growing up to be. Like you or like your grandparents or like your wife or your spouse or, or anyone in your family. There'll be a day, there'll be a day where when you have an able-bodied child and you're going to see the maturity level very, very much be like yours and there be a responsible human being. You won't have that with with children with disabilities. Those kids when they grow up when the, when those kids grow up someday and they figure out that they're falling behind, that they're not going to be like their siblings and they're not going to be like their friends and they are kind of a the kind of a of emotional wreck because Everything that they try to do, they can't get nothing done because their abilities does not take them there to the next level. So that's what I would tell a lot of people about abortion. And I'm reading the Supreme Court about Roe over Casey, the Mississippi uh, uh, court case that the Supreme Court uh, turned over so that the states are allowed to, to decide over abortion rights. And I'm telling you this folks. Tell you this. Reading that so far. Reading the Supreme Court case. It's really not about. It's, it says it's about the unborn child. Or the fetus. Or when it's the time of viability. Or, where, or when the child is able to breathe air. Outside the womb. Or survive outside the womb. But honestly, this is really about people having sex and not being responsible for their own actions. I get it. You want to have, if you're a person that has a, a high libido and you're enjoying your sex life, then please use a contraceptive. Please. And if you're a guy and you are that 
jerk that doesn't pull out, I mean, you're basically bringing out a child into the world without a father. Or if you're a woman who has multiple or decides to have a child and then you decide not to have that child's father involved in the relationship, you're just as much of a jerk as the guy who doesn't pull out. He knows full well he should. Because two people who agreed that they were not to, to be, that they did not want to become pregnant, the guy doesn't pull out, and the lady's not wearing a, not using a um, birth control, not using birth control, who does that fall off on? It doesn't fall off the parent because the parent collects welfare chart checks or disability checks or it falls on to the the birth father paying child support but someday that child is going to be 18 years old and then you're no longer going to be able to collect anything for that child because the child doesn't belong to you no more the child belongs to the state the child belongs to the idea that the taxpayers are the ones who pay for that child. So you no longer can get welfare checks for them because your child should be an independent person. And your husband or your ex-husband or your spouse that you had uh, relations with and then you, then you got pregnant with and then you have a disabled child with, your ex-husband or your husband is no longer responsible for paying child support after the child turns 18. So in reality, you put your, that person who is some form of a fetus in a bad situation because he, he or she cannot ever defend themselves. Even if it's a partial disability, even if its IQ is between 60 and 99 or 60 and a little over 100, your child is going to be in a so much dilemma of, of succeeding in life where they cannot get nowhere in life. And, and I have family members who have brothers who have a form of Asperger's or autism or even just a form of mental almost disability the brain didn't function properly so he goes to work at Myers and stands there and greets people which is the horrible thing to do because no one wants to do that and this person is already getting frustrated by doing that because it's boring he stands there for Four and a half hours for one shift and four and a half hours after lunch. You're I just I just don't understand. I just don't understand how how people have kids and and they they don't believe in abortion and they say that this is God's child. This is Jesus' child. I I don't know what to tell you. I don't think it's I look, look. I am I am somewhat 
disabled. I get looked down upon all the time. I get the this pathetic, patronizing look from men and women who think that I'm just cute and responsible or cute and adorable. And they think that I'm here for volunteering job purposes or I'm just you know, not all with it in the head. And they talk down to me and they always try and change my schedule or they don't change my schedule and then one day one day out of eight months one week out of eight months they decide to change my schedule and then it just becomes a fiasco and i'm telling you this i tell you this i just i just wish people really understood that that being a disabled person you're always going to be alone. Especially if you're a man. You know, 2020 vision, you're, I mean, if you see me from a distance, you know, you're like, oh, what's going on here? He looks a little disabled. But as soon as I open my mouth, people are like, oh, you're a lot smarter than you look. Well, thank you. And, uh, and people just don't get it, man. They just don't get it. They just, they think, they think that living with a disability is just the easiest thing to do. They, and it's not. It's just, you, you just don't create good friendships and you don't create great companionships. You, you miss out on so much in your life from going to your, to, going out to prom and going out to, you know, going on dates and finding yourself a wife or a spouse or a significant other. You just miss out and, and thinking about having kids. You, you miss out if you're watching your kids grow up. You just miss a lot of little things in life that a lot of people complain about. And then you, one day you just turn old and then you have nothing to reflect on besides all the times that you were in you know in a situation at work and or something happened in your life that was horrible it, 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 it's just it's just not fun people it just really isn't so i would just I just wish that I just wish that people understood that if you do decide to have a child or you don't want a child, please do the right thing. Please, because I'm in, I, I'm in, a, in a situation where I'm stuck at my jobs where I can only do so many things at my job and and they will never promote me. They will never give me extra money. They won't ever see my accomplishments they just don't care they would rather I, I just i just wish people understood that i really do so i wasn't intending to go this way based on abortion and what happened to, at work and schedule changing but you know what when i'm when i'm reading the road over casey supreme court justice ruling i just 
I, I wish people would read that. I really do. I really wish that people understood that abortion isn't really about women's rights. It's not really about the man's rights. And it's not really about the baby's rights. It's really about it's really about what fits your lifestyle at what particular time. And there's no regardless, there's no re- regard to to your feelings, their feelings or the or the fetus feelings. It is a very we live in a very selfish point of view. And I wish that we didn't. So it went a little darker. I'm not really thrilled with this podcast episode, but I guess it is what it is. And I hope you got something out of it. Uh, you can listen to me at the Crazy Dre Podcast Show on Apple, Andre's Podcast, Crazy Dre Podcast. Crazy Dre Podcast Show on Spotify. And then you can find me on on other uh Bus Sprouts podcasts. Uh yeah. And then you can always email me at Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail dot com if you want your info. You want to say something? You you disagree or agree? That's great. Uh, peace and love. I'm out. <laughs>